Welcome to the UK Consult. This podcast is our occasional ramble through all things to do with citizen engagement and public participation in the UK. It is the home of public participation goodness, with a particular focus on good practice examples of online engagement and special guests and features from around the globe. Hello and welcome to our latest episode of the UK Consult, our occasional ramble through all things public consultation and engagement in the UK and further afield. And I don't think it is occasional anymore, is it? I think it's monthly. So we're roughly on that roundabout. It's been in my diary for a little while and uh, I I am a bit overdue, but I think we can uh, get back on track, as they say. So in this episode, I've got some um, interesting things to talk about. So featured topic this time, I want to have a look, um, an invitation, I should say, to think about a new concept, well, new to me, but maybe not new to some people listening out there, which is human-centred public consultation. So I'd like to have a little bit of a think about that in our 20 minutes, because we are trying to keep these broadcasts down to a limited amount of time so 20 minutes is the goal uh, we've got our shout out to a particular um, site the tool of the week and i'm going to do something new i think try and carry this on in, is, is the stat of the week we like a bit of stats for those of you who can remember stato we like our statistics so we're going to do that as well and um did I say tool of the week? Hope so. So we'll also um, have a look. We're going to Kingston for that, for the tool of the week, Kingston upon Thames. And then I'm going to bring back something maybe just for this time around, which is a bit of a grumpy moment. So anyone who has listened to our podcasts going back in time, we did used to uh, get grumpy quite often about things we'd seen in the world of public consultation and community engagement that made us a little bit grumpy. So I'll visit that for a little bit. So it's a crammed agenda. I'm going to do my best to um, do it justice and um, hopefully make you think about some some new things and maybe you can get in touch and um, give us some feedback on on what you think. So the first thing I've been thinking about recently is the application of human-centred design to public consultation. So human-centred design is about sort of developing solutions to problems by involving the human's perspective in all steps of the problem solving process. So that's like, I'm just reading Wikipedia when I say that. But I've been looking more and more at it um, and thinking about how that might apply to public consultation. And what's made me think about that is the fact that so much of our work is now online. Obviously, that's my area of interest. But Um, In the world of online engagement websites generally, making things human-centred has been a big deal for quite a while in terms of the user experience and and things like that. And I think maybe as we move more to digital by default for public consultation, maybe we're already there, this needs to be applied a bit more to how we design consultation because we're really good at focusing a lot on the process. So making sure that our consultation meets the requirements of the gunning principles, making sure that our consultation 
aligns with best practice as laid out by organisations like the Consultation Institute in the UK. So we're grateful to have that guidance, but maybe we need to have a little think about being a bit more human-centred in our approach. So what that what might that mean? Well, some of the key components of human-centred design are about building things based on more direct uh, involvement of humans, so more direct engagement, which includes observation, for example. So thinking more about how people actually go about their day-to-day lives, address problems, and get involved in consultations and how they behave online. So applying that more to our thought process and maybe I can come up with some examples of what that might mean or maybe you can I think that would be much more fun if you could take maybe we can take this concept forward for the next year and talk about it a bit more there's something called the context of use so how things work in the real world I think that's really important I'm going to talk a bit later on about over-reliance on surveys again and um And I think if we think about how people participate in how they engage in issues, they don't run out and complete a survey as fast as they can. So context of use, how things work in the real world. And then another part of it, part of human-centered design, I've been doing a lot of reading and watching a lot of videos to catch up on this subject, is the importance of evaluation, design, implementation. What I've written down here is loops, so that 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 process of designing a consultation, implementing a consultation, evaluating a consultation, and then and then changing things as we go along. Now, when I first started out in working with organizations like Involve and the Consultation Institute, evaluation was a big, big, big thing when it came to our work. And I think that's probably a focus that has been lost in the profession of public consultation. And we could do with a bit more of that you know, evaluation and using that to improve things. That's a subject for another day, probably. Another part of this, of human-centered design is the um, creating with people and not for people, which I found that quite sort of um, challenging. So how we actually implement that into consultation. I'm just going to leave that there for us for people to think about and making sure that our process is more iterative and empathetic so those those sort their statements really and and they just made me think well how do we how do we do that and and i'm going to leave that with people and then and then also it's, it's about actually listening a bit more and listening to people's struggles and their wants and things like that so you're actually taking ourselves out of the comfort blanket of our processes maybe and thinking and humanizing the process a little bit more and and we do that don't we we do it because i mean that's one of the great things of about our approach to online engagement online consultation is the provision of a variety of tools for participation so with engagement hq we've got eight dialogue tools so that that you you know you can think about how people want to participate you can think about that bite-sized contributions you know to fit around busy lives you can think about um, that whole Netflix and contribute concept that we've sort of been um, talking to, you know, just using as a bit of a slogan to, to try and make things a bit more relevant to how people behave online. So I think there's a lot of things in there that 
that can really help us make consultation engagement more human-centered and I think we're already doing it but it might be good just to you know focus on consultation with through the lens of human-centered design um, one one component of that is about is not dehumanizing the process so we talk about consultees customers that sort of thing and that can dehumanize the process so one way around that is the use of personas so so create personas and think and use that to think about how we might design a consultation to get different kinds of people involved in our consultation via different personas and, and we do that i think we kind of do that via stakeholder mapping but this would be a more human-centered approach might to utilize what is done in other fields which is the creation of personas to think about how we can reach and involve and engage uh, people that fit within these personas. So finally, just on this subject, because we are probably strangely going to run out of time, uh, if I'm not careful, is for a consultation, what would we actually do? Well, we'd focus more on the people. I think we'd introduce a, the concept of personas a bit more. This would probably encourage us to carry on, or if we haven't already, use a range of methods for dialogue and also to, to encourage dialogue rather than always just an online survey. And I'll, I've said this before, surveys are important. They are a tried and tested technique for capturing quantitative data and can be quick to complete by people. And lots of people like contributing that way. So I'm not just, it's not when we talk, when it's about going beyond the survey, okay? Um, and we should evaluate more um, and keep that, process of, of continuous um, iterative approach to consultation those are a few things there's so much in this subject I'm going to carry on talking about it if people are interested and getting deeper into what it might mean for the world of online engagement and public consultation and so that's my first topic that's the feature topic of today as we now want to um, try and do our podcast stick to a bit of an agenda each time the Second thing is um, the shout out. This month's shout out goes to Hammersmith and Fulham Council, who've got their one for launching their site recently, and they have Have Your Say. There's some really nice things on their site. That's why I'm shouting it out. One is I love the introduction. Welcome to ha Hammersmith and Fulham Have Your Say. And this is the bit. In Hammersmith and Fulham, we like to do things with residents, not to them. That's why we created this space to have your say. So I thought that was a great opening invite, a really cool way of just, you know, setting the tone and explaining what, what this space is all about. And then the next thing here is a real big statement on their homepage about why people should register. So I'm a big believer in registered participation. And I've written about this, how it improves the quality, how it looks after people who take part, how it encourages more constructive behavior, all of those sorts of things. You know, we're creating alternatives to the Wild West of some of the big tech platforms. So, and also if you think about the online harms bill, you know, we are recreating the, the, uh, the public sphere at a local level. Hammersmith and Fulham doing a great job of this. 
and they, it, I'm not going to read it out. It just says, why register this site? I'll put it in the blurb, scroll down to the bottom of their page, and you'll see it. It says, Hammersmith and Fulham have your say. It's a safe place for public participation where you can have your say on important matters that affect your borough, and registration helps because, and they've got five bullet points, which just lays it out perfectly. And I think if I'm, if I was a member of the public and I came along to that site, I'd be like, yes, I understand now why you want me to register. I wouldn't freak out and go, oh, privacy, data protection. I'd be like, no, I get it. I should register. As a citizen, it's important that I register and I do it. So there we go. That's my shout out. And the next one is the tool of the week, which we really like. And it's Kingston Council. This time, Kingston upon Thames. And they've really made a, a nice use of the ideas tool for their community parks program. So they've been asking people about um, their ongoing work to improve and enhance their green spaces. They're investing in parks and they wanted people to give them their ideas. And they integrated this with some drop-in sessions. So a mixture of synchronous and asynchronous engagement, which is really, really good to see. And then they had ideas boards to allow people to comment on different open spaces. And they got a lot of contributions. They really did. Um, it was really, and it's really nice to see they got over 227 ideas for one of the playgrounds, Manor Park Playground. Um, and I'm a big fan of the, the way that the ideas tool, sorry, should, can be used to generate engagement, uh, contribute ideas, and for the participants, just create that experience, that genuine experience that they feel more involved. So it lives up to the, to the call to action of getting people to participate. So we will put that in the uh, write-up so you can, have a, you can click through to that and, and have a look at what they've been doing there. So well done, uh, Kingston upon Thames for um, the use of the ideas tool. It's great to see. And their site is called Kingston Let's Talk. The other thing I thought we might do is the stat of the month. And this time around, it goes to Kent County Council for their engagement HQ site. And that's because they have had 32,000 visits to their site in the last 30 days. I think that was about a week ago when I checked it. So <clears throat> real great effort in generating awareness, really. Lots of those people will have taken part in some of the, in their consultations. Some people might have just um, had a look and thought, oh, you know, that's great to see that that's going on. I don't feel I need to contribute anything else, but just great to see, you know, that micro democracy that local authority level engagement is, is great to see and it makes me happy that local government is able to be the be more of a powerhouse for democracy and, and participation at a local level so well done Kent County Council and the other stat which I shouldn't really do too but I'm going to it because I didn't know this is that I'm looking at a recent Ofcom report and it told me, this was their communications report 2021, and it told me that visits to government websites increased in March 2020, in line with the spring lockdown, to 29 million um, online adults visited gov.uk websites in March 2020. 
And that was up from 19 million the previous month. So that was a real increase in Creston jump, um, obviously caused by the pandemic. But also just that volume of people now visiting .gov.uk sites is a great opportunity to um, engage, involve, inform people, but also a great opportunity to improve the, the government experience, the citizen experience. It makes me wonder what, how people got on when they visited those sites, uh, what they, how, how personal was it, what were they offered, how did it all go? Were there opportunities to get involved, have their say? Was it just information? Did they fill out forms? So I was fascinated by that statistic. So I hope you are too. And um, I do have a little bit of an apology just before I finish off it by being grumpy because we did promise a special guest and that's down to me entirely for not really arranging one. However, we are joined by Wilson the tortoise who woke up recently from hibernation, a little bit bigger. And uh, Wilson is here with me right now. So we do have a guest and Wilson does listen and does occasionally look like he or she is reading or watching things to do with public consultation and community engagement. So a valid and appreciated special guest today is Wilson the tortoise. So I'm gonna finish off now, sorry to say, a little bit grumpy or possibly a little bit happy just got to find it now there it is and this came to me last Sunday when the radio was on and there was there was a radio advert inviting me to get involved in leveling up <clears throat> and because like you I work in this area I was really excited oh look a national engagement campaign a national public consultation we need you know Great, great play by the government. Great job. If you want to change things, if you want to make, to make the world a better place, start a conversation, get people involved. Fantastic. So I was really excited. And then at the end of the at the end of the radio broadcast, it said said all the right things. Um, and then it said, fill out the survey. And I was like, oh, it's, it's like someone had popped my balloon. I was really deflated. And I thought, well, don't, don't get too upset. I thought maybe this is the start of a process. And what's happening is going to be a survey. And then there's going to be a whole load of other online and face-to-face -face activities that will be part of the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities Engagement or Consultation. Not sure what it is. I think it's engagement or maybe a bit of both. Because, the, you know, they really did want to promise... A, a real thorough and um, I think the exact words were uh, in the leveling up white paper we promise to embark on a sustained and systematic engagement and consultation with a wide range of people so there you go I, so to do that more must follow mustn't it and I look forward to following this and watching what happens so really well done for doing it but let's not leave it at a survey let's go beyond the survey Let's bring in some other interesting ways of both engaging people. For me, I'm concentrating on the online stuff, but obviously that hybrid approach as well. So I'll put it in the blurb. You can have a look at that and complete the survey. Let me know, let me know how you feel about this. And um, I think that's it. Must be around 20 minutes. I think we've done quite well. Lots of interesting things covered. Introduction to Wilson Tortoise.
And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.